me tell you about the birds and the bees. COVID-19, murder hornets, racial inequality, strict government mandates. This has been 2020. Today I'd like to focus on murder hornets. More specifically, what are they? Why do they exist? And where did they come from? I would also like to apologize for the delay in the release of this episode and other episodes. As some of you know, I do work in healthcare and things have been slightly more than hectic. I do hope that each and every one of you have been staying safe and staying healthy. But with that out of the way, let's get into it. To get things started, let's take a look at the simple hornet and wasp. What are they, and why do they exist? To better explain their existence, hornets and wasp species um, are one of the same, really. Hornets are simply a species of wasp. With that in mind, the better question would be, what are the differences in the anatomy regarding a hornet and a wasp? For starters, hornets are usually larger in both width and length, with some species ditching the traditional neon yellow and black stripe, but preferring something orange and darker. Hornets will generally also carry more venom than both a wasp and bees. And for this, they are looked upon as more dangerous. Unlike bees, all wasp species will generally chew up wood fragments and use this resulting pulp to create a papery nest that you and I are both familiar with. Like bees, these will contain a honeycomb-shaped segmentation. However, not all wasp species use this type of nest. Some prefer to create their nests in the ground, similar to ants. With that being said, you might be asking yourself, what's the point? Why do these angry, flying, brightly colored demons infect the skies? Well, let's look at their eating habits. A wasp is a scavenger 
in addition to being a predator. They also prefer sugary foods akin to nectar, and they will become a nuisance at outdoor gatherings. Many people are surprised to see that some wasps will land or begin eating meat. This is because many of the wasp species will land on crops and other such plants to eat potato beetles, caterpillars, and other harmful bugs. In addition to bugs and scavenged picnic or barbecue foods, in the autumn months, wasps can be drawn to fallen and rotting fruits from trees. Many of these, if you've ever smelled a rotten fruit, has been fermented naturally. The end result can be a drunkenly aggressive and threatened wasp. Because of their frequent travels from plant to plant, hunting for a meal, be it bug, nectar, or what have you, wasps become passive pollinators, not intending to pollinate the plants they land on. However, it occurs nonetheless. They are very beneficial to local farmers. Some of you might be surprised to learn that the way most wasp species communicate is very similar to the way bees um, not only communicate but also live day to day. Um, generally, a wasp can be classified into one of two groups, social and solitary. Um, most most uh, wasp species are regarded as solitary. Um, these would generally include paper wasp, yellow jackets, and hornets. Um, they all behave very similarly to bees, living in large colonies, sometimes exceeding a hundred members serving one queen. Um, one of the most common and popular social wasp species, excuse me, is the yellow jacket. Um, most of uh, the yellow jacket species will build underground nests that can house up to hundreds of wasps if left alone. Um, the scary thing is as these large underground nests expand, the soil above eventually can become loose creating a sinkhole and if you are unfortunate enough to see and be walking over one of these very loose sinkholes you can end up in a ditch covered in 100 plus very very angry and territorial wasps solitary wasps however consist of a small group who serve a single queen and these queens will lay their eggs usually on spiders or other smaller insects who later serve as food for their larvae. The most common solitary wasp is the mud dauber. 
Now, for the moment you've all been waiting for. The dreaded murder hornet. You have most likely heard recently that the U.S. has become host to quote-unquote murder hornets. Or, by their more proper name, Asian giant hornets. The first sighting in the U.S. was in Washington State. How exactly they arrived here is still unknown, but it's thought that a queen was transported accidentally by cargo ship. Not to be confused, there are two types of Asian hornets. Simple Asian hornet and the Asian giant hornet. This is what we know as the murder hornet. These hornets are generally one and a half to two inches in length. In comparison, the average hornet half an inch to 0.75 inches in length. The stings of the hornets are said to be one of the most painful experiences known to man. And no, your bee suit will not protect you as their stinger is long enough to penetrate it down to your skin. Their stings also deliver seven times the amount of venom as a honeybee. Also, unlike honeybees, keep in mind the stinger of a wasp does not stick into the skin and come off. So yes, they, like most wasps and hornets, can sting you multiple times. Bee and wasp sting deaths are not uncommon, however, as a great number of the population is allergic to the venom. However, in Japan, an average of 50 people die by giant hornet stings alone. These hornets are very territorial and very aggressive. Washington state officials say that if you find a murder hornet in the wild, not to approach them and to contact officials immediately. Murder hornets can kill entire bee colonies by tearing apart tens of thousands of bees within hours. When scout hornets find a food source, such as a hive, they secrete a special scent on their target, being the hive or what have you, to attract other hornets for an attack, which wouldn't take long as they can fly up to 20 miles an hour. Like most wasps, and bee species, the murder hornet remains dormant through the winter and emerges in the March and April months to seek food. Many people question why they would be spotted thriving in Washington State and the northern regions of the U.S. However, if you take into account their native habitats, it all makes sense. These hornets prefer low-altitude forests and mountain regions to create their underground nests but it's unlikely we would ever see a migration of them in high altitude areas or open plains. So what can you do to protect yourself against a wasp or hornet? 
try to cover any sweet smelling meat or foods at your next barbecue or picnic. Avoid a wasp hive both above and underground and keep a vigilant eye if you are in the northern parts of the US and southern areas of Canada. If you'd like to know what else you can do to protect yourself, you can wash your hands and wear a mask. I'm sure that you might be tired of hearing that. However, as a healthcare employee myself, I cannot express how important those two simple things are. With my not so subtle transition from wasps to COVID, I do need to be open and honest. I haven't had a lot of time to research and record new episodes due to the pandemic. However, when I do have the time, I do research and work on the show. In the future, I will also have updates on three new locally bred hives that I have obtained recently. I also have a new email for the show that you can contact me at. That will be hivemindapiary at gmail.com. And you can contact me with your questions, comments, or even show requests. I might even do a shout out if you'd wish. We also have a new Facebook page. Just search for Hive Mind Apiary and Podcast. Give us a like and if you're willing, a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify or wherever you listen. With that, my friends and my loyal listeners, I do have to stay. Until next time, stay clean and stay healthy.